This is the All In Podcast Show, episode number one, with your host, Daniel Giordano. The All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence. With your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines. Get all in. And join us at www.allinpodcast.com. Hello and welcome to the All In Podcast Show. This is Dan Giordano, your host. And today, um, what I'm going to do is share a little story with you uh, about my journey, my journey in finding my purpose, my passion, my ability to go out and impact the world uh, and be the light in this world, assist people at what, in whatever capacity uh, there's a need. You know, for me, how that started, I'm going to take you back to uh, where I believe I got my work ethic and my foundation that ultimately led to where I am today. And uh, what I want to share with you is obviously I was born in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, for those of you don't, that don't know my story. And, uh, you know, when I was raised in, in that area, my father had a part-time business while he was employed with a, a large company. He did start a part-time business. So in the summer, um, I would actually get to go out and paint with him doing these part-time jobs from the time I was a young kid, you know, probably about eight, nine years old when I started. And as I grew up in that area and in that industry, uh, by the time I was 14, 15, 16 years old, I was pretty much running the show with, you know, employees that my dad had hired and, you know, he would go to work and, and, uh, you know, I would go out and do the jobs and, and ultimately, you know, was making decent money, you know, for a kid that age. Ultimately though, I, uh, decided like most people at age 18, 17, when I graduated high school to go to college. And when I decided to go to college, what happened was uh, I decided to cut ties with the painting industry and not, you know, I was like, I'm not doing that the rest of my life. Um, But long story short, uh, you know, went to college and I'm the type that, you know, I kind of like want to get and dive in, get things done. So, you know, I went to um, summer classes. I went to, uh, you know, I took every opportunity to be able to to accelerate this process of my college education. So, but one interesting thing happened for me, my third year in. I had realized that I asked one question and that one question was, I asked the professor, how much could I make as a CPA? And, uh, you know, for those of you in the U S this is, uh, you know, a certified public accountant. I was in the accounting industry is what I was studying at the time. And what I realized was, uh, it wasn't for me. Um, because as soon as he told me the amount, I said, that's it. And I started to realize that, you know, I would be capped. That was my first understanding of, you know, um, uh, you know, having a, a ceiling in your ability to earn. Um, now, for some, that's perfectly fine. If that's all you want to do with your life, that's, you know, it's, it, to each his own. Um, but for me personally, I felt like I was, uh, you know, I was already making the kind of money that I could earn as a CPA back then. And I'm sure there was many other ways if I thought outside the box. Obviously, there's higher levels of CPAs in the world. Um, but at that, you know, the answer that was given to me shaped my destiny at that point um, that I was going to be an entrepreneur. So uh, through that journey, I wound up going out and, um, 
and starting in a different industry. I tried to fit in this industry for a little while because I was always into health and working out and whatnot. And you know, I did okay, but it wasn't really um, something that I was super passionate about. But um, one thing caught my, my attention was I was interested in historic homes. I love being able to just restore and create um, something that was like, you know, like it was 100 years ago. And um, I started to explore that industry and, and found an area in New Jersey and some areas in the Philadelphia area where they're old historic Victorian homes and uh, decided that that was what was going to be the start of my journey um, in the painting industry. Now, of course, there were obstacles. There were all kinds of things that happened for me that were um, eye-opening. You know, one, I didn't know how to run a business. Um, you know, uh, I had basic limited knowledge with, with certain things. I had to figure out how to go out and, you know, market myself and advertise and, and uh, you know, put proposals together, be presentable, be educated enough to have an intelligent conversation with some of the um, affluent people that own these homes. Um, at the time, I, you know, didn't know much, um, but I did know one thing. I had a vision that I was going to build the largest company of its kind in that area, which I was able to accomplish um, in, in less than five years. Um, and, uh, you know, over the course of, of uh, those first several years, I was able to um, work on many historic post offices, you know, from Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, all over, you know, uh, the Philadelphia, greater Philadelphia area. Um, and uh, in New Jersey, did a lot of homes in the historic districts in those areas and, and just, you know, really enjoyed doing that type of work. Um, so what had happened for me, though, was there was a point where I got to in that business that I realized I could only do so much. I could only uh, be somewhere so many times I could not duplicate myself. I was having challenges with, uh, working 16 to 18 hours a day, seven days a week. I was always, I was always blessed with work. I always had plenty of work, um, but just too much of it because I couldn't get it done. Um, and I couldn't, I was trying to figure out how to get things done effectively. So, um, somewhere along the line, I came across Michael Gerber's E-Myth series and I started listening to that type of material and then ultimately led up, led into the personal development industry and really, um, it realized that I didn't know much. Um, once I started experiencing some of those things, uh, in, in the, uh, personal development industry about habits and, and, uh, management and, and, uh, all of the areas of business that it takes to be successful and having a team. Um, and, and what I realized, um, was that, you know, I was trapped in that environment. Now, what happened for me was I was exposed to an industry that opened my eyes to, to, to realize there was a lot more just in my immediate area. Um, and I had decided that, um, one thing that happened out of that was we went down to Florida to visit my, my wife's family. And I realized that, Hey, why in the world do I live in New Jersey when I could live someplace that it's warm in the winter? It took me three years to fulfill contracts and, and that I had to fulfill and sell my business and ultimately, uh, was able to move to Florida. Uh, where I've been now for uh, roughly about 18 years now. So as I look back on that journey, I realized one thing. It was an opportunity for me to stretch myself beyond my comfort zone. Because when I moved to Florida, I had no clue of what I was going to do. But what's interesting is that you usually fall back into default of what you know how to do, create an income for your family. So I was only in Florida a week and I was introduced to a decorator and the next thing you know, I'm painting again. That, you know, two years in, I'm building another company, uh, working along the, the ocean every day in multi-million dollar homes and I'm hiring people and I have a team of people working for me and I'm saying, what just happened? Now for me, there was a deciding point. That deciding point was I was looking out the ocean. I was working in a $10 million home at the at that time, looked out at the ocean. I said, something's got to give. I got to change. 
I got to do something different. And and what motivated me to do that was I was now a father. Um, and I remember the first time I heard my little uh, held my little baby girl, and I looked back and I said, "Wow, I want to be able to spend the time with my with my kid the way I choose to." So the painting industry is not going to allow it, allow me to at least the way I had it structured at that point in my life. Um, it was not going to allow me to be able to, you know, be the dad that I wanted to be, be able to be there for my kids as they were growing up, uh, go to their school functions, field trips, whatever I chose to do. So, um, so I went down this path. Now for me, it was a, a radical change. That radical change was sell everything, get rid of all my painting contracts, keep enough to keep food on the table and figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Now I can tell you that that was an easy decision. My wife and I sat and discussed it. We wound up moving into a neighborhood that was uh, not the best, um, but it cut down expenses drastically, and it gave me the opportunity to um, to think outside the box. So what happened for me was I was able to start to open up my eyes to see that there was many possibilities to create income, and part of that came from internet space. I started to dabble in, in different things, you know, retail stuff, selling on Amazon, selling on eBay, um, but none of those things, you know, put enough food on the table, but it generated some income. For me, at, you know, with the way I was doing it at the time, you know, we're talking 2000, 2001, you know, early, early 2000s uh, when I started on the online industry. So, um, but then something magical happened. Somebody sent me a book um, or a link to a book and it said, if you go sign up for this, you're going to get a free book. And in my mind, I started thinking, where's the money coming from? Who's making money here? How are they making money? And I dug in and I found out about affiliate programs and that was my ticket. Um, uh, you know, of course there were obstacles that came up. There was, am I going to get paid? I don't know these people. There were all kinds of thoughts and, and things that I thought back to to say, Hey, maybe this is not the right thing for me to do. Um, or, you know, maybe if I do all this and I'm not going to get paid, you know, it's going to waste my time. Uh, you know, all the negative things that may go through your mind when you're starting something. But one thing I said was, I'm going to test this out. And I remember I tested it for two weeks the last two weeks of, of that month in February, and sure enough, I generated over 5000 The exact number was $5,045.23. I remember dealing with a, an affiliate company that was overseas, and sure enough, they wired the money into my bank account that first week of March. And I knew forever at that point that I would never have to pick up a paintbrush if I chose not to, never have to pick up another tool if I chose not to. Now, what I did the following month was I did over $30,000 that month. And, you know, again, um, there were challenges. There were things that came up. There were things that that uh, helped me understand that there's better ways for me to do things. How do I get my costs down? How do I get more traffic to my offers? Now, and let me let me clarify something. I knew nothing about how to do any of this stuff. I knew how to check email um, and search the Internet. That's about all I knew how to do. And I had no website at this point in my life. Um, so, um, and I just figured out how to do things through email. I knew how I figured out all the bad things, you know, to do by accident. I had no clue. Um, you know, I knew that, um, I, I was at one point emailing, you know, about a thousand people through Outlook and my, you know, of course, Comcast didn't like that and they blocked my IP address. Um, I had no idea that that was illegal or, you know, there was a problem with that. I wasn't spamming people. I was legitimately responding. It was just, I was responding to a lot of people, um, long before autoresponders, um, you know, or before me knowing about autoresponders responders. But, you know, a couple things happened for me there. One was it showed me that there was a possibility for me to be able to create the life for my, me and my family. And the second thing was, 
um, I, w- I knew I was totally committed. I was all in. This is what my message is about here. You know, being all in um, and truly focused on, you know, being the dad I'm being called to be, being the husband and father that I'm being called to be, um, you know, being all into my, you know, my business and, and the people that I'm serving um, in, in any capacity possible to be, you know, totally focused and all in in everything I do. So as I was going down this path, I realized several things. One was I started to realize I had excess money for the first time and, you know, money that I just didn't have to spend. Um, and I was looking to invest and that led me down a path of investing in real estate, um, which was a, you know, double-edged sword for me. Um, one, it led me to a mentor that taught me a lot of things about, you know, uh, the information marketing space, uh, creating products, events and and whatnot. And then that, that led to other opportunities, uh, to me traveling around the world doing, you know, uh, boot camps and trainings and and really cool stuff. Got to meet a lot of great people from around the world. Um, but it also led me into the real estate industry, uh, which I didn't know too much about. Right? I, I knew you know the basics. Um, I also know that I don't make a good landlord. Um, so for me personally, um, I wound up losing millions of dollars in the real estate industry. And of course, like many people did in two thousand eight, um, through you know through that period of time uh, with the economy, um, you know a lot of people lost a lot of money. Um, in many different ways. Um, for me, uh, it was devastating um, because I had worked so hard to reach that level and had multiple homes um, thinking, you know, that this was, uh, you know, retirement. This was, you know, not that I would ever personally physically retire because I love just being in the game and and playing at that level, um, you know, just being able to do stuff and create and, and uh, um, I just love being around that. So as you, as I realized um, I had lost everything, part of me went with it. Um, and I lost my focus. I lost, you know, I, you know, I lost wanting to be able to help people in a certain capacity. Um, but ultimately through that, I was introduced to some people that, um, really helped me break through all of that. And, and it ultimately, um, put me back on track. And, you know, part of that is what you're hearing now. You know, well, this is one of the things that's been on my heart for years is to be able to share my life experiences. Cause so many, so many people talk about all the, you know, their success and, you know, how their, their homes and their, you know, all the stuff that they've, they've acquired with, you know, let's get real. It's not always just about stuff. You know, um, you know, for me, it's about helping kids that are less fortunate, that don't have a home, that don't have parents, that don't have food, you know, don't have a place to rest their head every night, um, uh, or being abused. Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of good that can come out of what you do and, and with the resources that you make, um, and the resources you have access to. So, um, but you know, uh, you hear all the gurus out there talking about their success and they never talk about the failures. Um, and, and, you know, uh, I think that's a, does a disservice to the average person where they, they, they see this push button success method and they click on a button and they think they're going to become a millionaire and they don't realize that there was lots of things that happened. Now, are there ways to be able to do this and accelerate the process to sure you can cut corners by, you know, not cut corners, but, but, um, you know, accelerate the process by having a clear intention and also, um, having someone around you that has a genuine interest in your success, not just a monetary interest. And actually it's probably better at somebody that doesn't have any monetary interest. They just have a vested interest in making sure, um, that you're successful and hold you accountable to it in a genuine real way. So, um, the reason I bring that up is because, you know, there's very few people out there that do that. You know, there's lots of people that call themselves coaches. Uh, there's lots of people that, that have uh, training companies or provide online trainings. And I find um, that the majority of them are good. There's a lot of great information out there. You can learn what to do, what not to do from so many things out there. But what I also learned is that there's usually some component missing um, that, that really could shift uh, you having success or not having success. Now, let's get real. The majority of people just don't follow through. 
that's clear with, you know, anything. Look at college, look at sports, look at, um, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the level of, of play in, in just about any area in life. And, uh, you know, even in commitments with marriage and relationships, uh, a lot of people just, you know, don't stick with their word. So, um, now I'm not, please hear me. I am not saying that, that, uh, you know, every person's bad in the world and, and we, we all, um, suck and we don't, you know, <laughs> we don't actually, uh, follow through with stuff. While that is the case for a lot of us, there's a lot of times we've let people down, right? Including the people dearest to us. We've made mistakes. We've, we've said things we didn't mean. We've done things that, that, uh, um, could hurt people or impact people that we don't even know. Um, that we're doing it, but what I want to be, and what I want you to understand something here, and I want to share this story with you, is is about being committed. Um, now, um, in 2008, while I was losing just about everything, um, I had committed my kids to start in martial arts, um, and you know, at the time there were eight and five, and uh, you know, we had another one on the way, and I figured, well, you know, I always wanted to do it, but I never got to, so they started doing uh, a mixed martial art. Um, and, uh, Shaolin Kempo Karate. And I decided that, you know, this is cool for them. This is going to be really good. But ultimately it took me down this path of me being able to assist them, uh, by, you know, giving them a way to, you know, physically work out, mentally break through. My daughter was very shy. They were probably both very shy at that point in their lives. Um, but really they started to blossom. And during that process, I had become friends with the uh, owner of the dojo. And uh, I decided I'll take some private lessons and, you know, just one-on-one and we'll go through that process. Well, ultimately, he knew the path he was taking me on. Um, and he told me I needed to take a test. And that test was in a group setting. And I told him, well, we didn't agree to that. Well, long story short, the thing that I realized and learned from being in that group setting was I needed to be around people to learn. I need to be, be around people to, to get feedback from different people of, you know, how do I work with a larger person or a smaller person or, you know, different body types. You know, there were so many things that I learned in that class or in that test that, that I decided now I'm, I'm going to have to do group coaching or, you know, the group classes. So here's what happened for me. I gave every excuse under the sun. I don't, I have, I, I don't have time. I, you know, I got business to run. I'm going through challenges, you know, everything under the sun. But here's the one thing that's most important. Remember what I told you way back in the beginning of this story that I wanted to be the dad that was going to be there for my kids. That comes in many shapes and sizes, but ultimately what it came down to was in the form of commitment because our kids are watching. And when they're watching us, they're realizing what we do and what we don't do. And for me, I had seen enough parents quit at this point in their lives. I seen enough parents decide that I'm not going to continue this. And I get the fact that, you know, people move away. I, I understand that. I'm not saying that there's, you know, everybody's doing this. I'm just saying that um, I realize that I can't quit because if I quit, I'm setting the example for my kids, not just for here in martial arts, for other areas in their life. They'll look and say, well, daddy quit martial arts so I could quit. And then they could start something else and decide, well, you know what? I really don't want to do this. And I quit. And then they quit in their relationships. They quit in other things. So I didn't want to set my kids up for failure. So I decided I was going to stick it through. Now, nothing great about me. It's just I made the decision to stick it through and I'm all in. Right. So I, I share that with you because I want you to just sit back and think like what areas in your life that maybe 
you may have quit on something that set the example for other people in your life, whether you have kids or not. Um, obviously, that's the area that I'm talking about, but it applies to many other areas in marriage and your relationship with your significant other um, in your community with friends and other family members. You know, have you let people down by doing saying you're going to do something and do it and not follow through? Um, so uh, really think that through because this is near and dear to my heart, uh, which is why I'm doing this. I'm doing this solely to share with people, to help them step up and be an all in in everything they do, whether it's your faith, your family, your, you know, your finances, whatever it may be for you, step up and do something that may challenge you to become better, become better at doing the things you say you want, but yet you don't do. And why is it that you're not following through with those things? There's a, there's an underlying reason. And, you know, maybe it's time for you to really check yourself and really stand firm and say, you know what? I've sat on the sidelines long enough. It's now time for me to step up. I've sat on the sidelines long enough. It's now time for me to go out and make a difference. It's now a t- it's now time for me to to do the things that I say I want to do and stop sitting around the sideline and and not, you know, not doing it for whatever reason, you know, um that may be for you. So, I get a little you know, uh, wound up sometimes about that type of stuff because I see such mediocrity in this world and it, and it pains me because there's so much, there's so much more to accomplish in this world. And I'm not just talking from a financial perspective. I'm talking about, there are people out there that are hurting. There are people that are out there that are, that are, uh, without, um, you know, genuine real relationships. Um, there are people that, that need to hear what you have to say. There are people, there are messages inside of you, uh, that, that only you can share with these people that that may be the message that can help them shift in their life. So when I say this, um, you know, years ago I heard a, uh, a speaker say, you know, somebody needs to hear your story because you may be the only person that can make a move. They may only connect to you. So I want you to think about that today as you, you know, as you jot this, uh, these next things down. So I want you to realize something, right? Here we go. As we close this out. Are you really all in? Are you really committed to what you say you want? And are you willing to work for it? Write those three things down and kind of think it through. Now, obviously, there's much deeper things to this. There's much, um, much more work to be done around, you know, achieving the things you say you want. But what I'm, uh, what I'm getting at here is, you know, if you're going to do the things you say you want to do, and you really want to be all in, are you really all in? Are you really totally focused? Are you really totally committed? Seeking your passion, seeking your purpose, your calling, uh, are you really ready to take it to the next level? And that's what I'm, what I'm challenging you with. I challenge myself with that each and every day. And, and will it be easy? No, there's going to be challenges. But what I'm getting at here is you need to determine what it is you choose to have in your life and how you as a productive member of society can impact people around you and your immediate influence, you know, your immediate family, your, those around you. How could you go out and make a difference in such a way that it shows the world that you are all in, that you're totally committed to you, to your cause, your reasons, your things that you say you want and have a positive impact in this world. So until the next episode, I'm, I'm bringing you lots of great value with new and exciting speakers in all areas of life. Stay tuned because I am, I'm looking forward to sharing with you the best of the best that this world has to offer. And I look forward to eventually meeting you, whether it be online, at an event, or somewhere in this world. Until then, get all in. 
more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.